in a galaxy far, far away. There exists a cure for business kryptonite. Ready to battle your business woes? It's time to call a biz hero. Call a Biz Hero. I'm Nicole Fendi, who is not going to point today. <laughs> and I'm here with, of course, Laura Petrolino and Annie Sisk. How are you guys today? Hola. Hello. We are so excited because we have Annie joining us here live. We decided um, that we are going to try to do some more live shows because we love the, uh, oh, we lost Nicole. We love the, um, the real-time interaction with live victims um, that we get to, to have on here. Yeah. And we, we only are asking guests that we think are absolutely pretty awesome to be live because, needless to say, um, we can't trust everyone. That way. We can't even trust so ourselves. So it is extra special. Guinea pig. We can't even trust ourselves. What does that say? Guinea pig. Guinea pig. Yes. Yeah. Is our guinea pig. Ah. I live um, too. And Nicole. And Nicole is. Nicole, are you with us, darling? Yes. I'm. Are you paying attention? I, I'm typing you, in the chat room. The I'm typing in the chat room, saying hello to everybody. Right. Well. Hello. That's good, but we are on the show right now, so why don't we move forward, and um, Annie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself right now? I'll be happy to do so. I am a marketing consultant, uh, copywriter, and a web developer with Stage Presence Marketing. I also do uh, productivity coaching through my site, pajamaproductivity.com. Uh, I'm a member of the Word Carnivals with Nicole and with Laura. Hello, ladies. I always hear that song in my head every time anybody says Polar Carnival, but it's true. <laughs> oh, and Carnival actually fits into the story I'm going to tell, so there you go. There's your segue. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Annie, really, really quick, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in your business and what, you know, launched? Oh, sure. um, well, first of all, actually, I'm interested in the name of your business. You know, what, what sort of launched um, the idea and um, why did you go in that direction? Well, which one? Pajama productivity or stage presence? Because I got two. Let's start with stage presence. That's four. Let's start with stage presence. You, I was actually an actor. That's, oh, well, you know, oh, come on. It's, it's live. <laughs> Anything can happen. Just anyway. Uh, I have split personality. So the number of whisperer has to be a smart ass. I, yeah, better than being a dumb one. Okay. No, this is kind of point. Um, stage present. It started when uh, from flowing from I guess my first career, which was an actor. I was a stage actor in Louisville, Kentucky, and environs for a number of years. Uh, and then I left that, and I went and did a bunch of other stuff while I was sort of quite finding myself. I never did find myself, but I found a lot of other cool things to do along the way, so it was cool. Uh, and then after I left the last gig, which was actually being a lawyer, um, this sort of evolved as a natural uh, way to fill the vacuum. And uh, I had learned a lot creating my own website for my own business, and I thought, well, I can do this. this is, I'm good at this. So 
I just set out to teach myself everything I could about coding and marketing and copywriting, and there you go. So that's stage presence. Pajama productivity actually started when um, a couple of years ago on Facebook, a friend of mine uh, posted something to me and said that she was going to um, see how much she could get done in her pajamas that day. And on a whim, I said, I'm going to write a book called Pajama Productivity, how to get crap done in your pajamas. <laughs> oh, it didn't actually say crap, but it's cool. Um, and then like 24 hours later, I had the website. <laughs> so it's pretty much like what you see today. But that's how it originated. Both of them. Very Great. cool. That's very good. Yeah. And now yeah. she's got mom's. You know, and I love the idea of you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nicole. I was just gonna say now oh, she's got llamas. llamas in pajamas. So. I do have llamas in pajamas. If you go to facebook.com slash pajama productivity, you will see our llamas. We have llamas. They are my staff, and you cannot tell me they're not real because they are. They're totally real. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm here. I have to fan myself. I try to do it. Uh, you are hot, Annie. You just cannot oh, help true, yourself. That's true, I am. You're just, you're just on fire in all ways. I mean, oh, wow. really, it's. Uh, <laughs> unstoppable unstoppable so annie is joining us today to talk a little bit about radical customer service and we're talking here customer service that goes above and beyond and really distinguishes you from your competitors um, and as we know in the world today there's lots of companies out there there's lots of competition and so you know the constant fight against business kryptonite is how do you define yourself how do you make your business stand out above everyone else. So Annie's got a great little parable of sorts to tell us about customer service. And um, from there, we're going to you know, really start brainstorming some ways that you and your business can use the resources you have and your unique sort of selling proposition to offer your customers the best service you can. So take it away, Annie. It's story time with Aunt Annie. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. This actually happened to me two days ago, Tuesday, right? Two days, yeah. Um, and it involves two businesses that I frequent here in my hometown. I, I work with both of these on a number of occasions, and they all know me. Um, the first company a little more than the second. The first company is a cab company. I'm not going to mention them by name. Uh, the second is a grocery store, Harris Teeter. So I... I don't have a car, and um, I have to take a cab to the grocery store to get groceries for myself and my daughter. And I went to Harris Teeter on Tuesday. Now, Harris Teeter is a little more expensive than some of the other um, options that I have around me, but um, it was the best exchange in terms of the, the distance from my house, which means the cab ride would be cheaper, uh, and the, the quality of the goods. There's a, a really cheap one across the street, but I don't go there because it's like a death trap. Uh, literally, the ceiling is falling in. Um, and I like my ceilings to stay above my head. So um, <laughs> I went ahead and I, I took the cab. I took the cab to Harris Theater, and you know I do my little list checking, and I'm I'm super super cheap. Okay, um, I, I really am. This has changed now. And you know, five years ago, when I was making six figures, I was you know whatever. If I see it, I like it, I throw it in the cart. Of course, everything's changed now, and that's relevant to the story. And I'll come back to that in a second. But anyway, I'm going down the list. I'm putting things in my cart. I come across the meat aisle. Now, I normally do not buy steak or red meat because it's just too expensive. I love my red meat, mind you. I just don't get to use it or have it that much. 
But I saw that they had a, a set of steaks on sale. It was marked off half off, 50% off, from $16 to $8. And I thought, well, that's just that's too good to pass up. So, I, you know, make sure that it was okay. It wasn't gray or anything. It didn't smell bad. Um, I went ahead and I got all the rest of my groceries, checked out. Exactly. I did the sniff test right there. Uh, I have no shame in the grocery store. So I got everything checked out, and I went outside, and I put my bags in the back seat of the cab, and then I got in the front seat. And on the way home, the driver, who was the same guy who had driven me there to begin with, and I got to talking, and he was telling me about his story, and um, he had a rough life. I won't go into all the details, but he was you know, getting back on his feet, and I love a good you know, second chance story. I'm all about those. Um, and so when we got to my house, he pulled up, and he helped me unload all my groceries, bring them up to the porch, and I gave him a pretty big tip because... Well, I do that. You know, I would rather give money to individuals than companies, but that's me. Anyway, he was really nice. He was very helpful, so I gave him the tip, and he took off. And after my daughter and I put up all the groceries, I thought, okay, well, I probably should get those steaks out because the shelf life on those is probably rapidly diminishing by the second. So I'll go ahead and get those out and cook them tonight. One problem, the steaks were gone. They were nowhere. We looked everywhere. We emptied out all the bags. We looked in the freezer, in the pantry shelves. I mean, you know, who knows? Looked outside to see if it fallen off in the ground. Nothing. So I called the cab company first because I thought, dollars to donuts, the, the steaks are in the cab somewhere. They, they probably fell out. Um, and I asked the guy to call my driver and have him check at, at the end of his next run. And if he finds the steaks, just drop them off at my home. And I figured, you know, that big tip I gave him probably warrants at least a special trip. So um, I sat back and I waited. And about 10 minutes later, the guy called back and said, well, Dave says they're not in his cab. And I said, okay, <laughs> but, but I'm pretty sure they are because they're not here. And I saw them go into the bags. And he's like, well, no, they're not there. Hmm. And I'm kind of doing what I'm doing now, stammering like, well, um, and all of a sudden, he busts out in the middle, and he goes, but anyway, Dave's a vegetarian. And I sat there thinking, okay, I never said he stole them. I just thought they were lost in the cab somewhere. Right. So he was really defensive where there hadn't been an offense, you know, and that was a little odd. But he, he just stayed on the line. He wasn't rude. He wasn't mean. He wasn't nasty. But he wasn't helpful either. Um, finally, I, th I thought, well, okay, this is a long shot, but I'll call Harris Teeter, and if they find the stakes there, um, maybe the driver can go pick them up and bring them over here, and I guess I'll have to pay for that trip. And I said it just like that, and the guy goes, okay, and <laughs> hangs up on me, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to have to pay for two trips to the grocery store. Um, and I called Harris Teeter, and this is where it gets really cool. I asked to speak to a manager, and the woman who answered said, um, well, he's in an, in an interview, but maybe I can help you. And I explained the situation to her. I told her, you know, I don't have a car. I had to rely on cab transportation. You know, I found these stakes. They were half off. I was really excited. They're gone. And she said, okay, well, give me a minute, and let me see if I can find them for you up front. So she puts me on hold for, like, two or three minutes. She comes back and says, okay, I can't find them, but I'll tell you what. What's your address? And it was such a non sequitur to me. I went, uh, 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 and I gave it to her <laughs> right over the phone. And um, she said, okay, I'll tell you what, you know, my, my manager's going to get out of this meeting in a few minutes. And when he does, I will go back to the beef section. I will pull out another pair of steaks, and I will bring them to you. 
And I, I was so stunned. I just said, I went, uh, come again. And she said, yeah, I'll drop them off to you. Well, I, I think I actually cried a little bit. I was so grateful because I made mistakes and, you know, I certainly didn't expect that to happen. So, but it gets even better. She comes about 20 minutes later, she pulls up and I'm waiting for her at the end of the driveway and she hands me the bag. And I have my little book with me and my little pen. I was like, okay, I write about this stuff all the time. So I'm going to write about you. That's okay. And she goes, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> How do you spell your name? And I'm writing down the name. And it was Jerrica, which I thought was really cool because my daughter's name is Jessica. Jerrica Pierce. Big so if you're ever in Hendersonville, North Carolina, go see Jerrica at the Harris Teeter because she's awesome. Okay. Um, anyway. She hands me the bag. We take our leave. I walk inside. I open the bag, and I am not kidding you. First of all, there's a full price set of steaks, not half off. They look better than the ones that I had bought by far. And there's a freaking $5 gift card in there as well to Harris Teeter. And I was so, I was like, what? This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. And the more I thought about it, the more genius this seemed to me. But it also seemed so radical. And that's where I, I thought, started thinking about this idea of radical customer service. It's not enough to be good anymore. We can't just not be rude. We've got to get <laughs> radical. Because I don't care how brilliant you are at your job or how beautifully niched your market is. You do not have a never-ending, limitless supply of deep-pocketed, folks out there who love you that much, okay? They will and they can find alternatives. So we're going to have to do something in order to respond to that shift in the way people buy. And I firmly believe that that, that shift, which I was talking about with myself, I think that's going to be permanent to a certain degree. Um, no matter how quickly or how well the economy turns around, I think at some point all of us have, have changed kind of, in a very profound way about how yeah. we deal with things, how we become a consumer, how we buy stuff, uh, the decisions that we make to buy stuff, how we make those decisions, that has changed radically. And I think um, in, in some ways that idea of brand loyalty has been twisted, but it's not gone away. I think it's even – I think it's, it's a powerful force that is still there to be taken advantage of. But in order to get that – you're going to have to do what Harris Teeter did for me. You're going to have to be radically mm -hmm. good at customer service. Okay, so and go above and beyond. So yeah. you got we got to pause. It's commercial break time. We will be back in a second. Everyone in the chat room is saying great story. Like and please in the chat room <laughs> post your questions as you absorb the commercial because that's how we stay on the air. What is the Idea Incubator, and why would you need one? As small business owners and entrepreneurs, we can be overrun by ideas. In 30 minutes or less, the Idea Incubator can help you vet, refine, and launch your small business ideas, objectively and profitably. The Idea Incubator is a board game. That's right, it's a fun board game that takes you through the crucial steps in determining if you should pursue a business idea. Play on your own, with your team, or interactively with the acclaimed online TV show, Call of Biz Hero. The Idea Incubator is based on decades of real-world experience. It looks at business purpose, 
branding consistency, available resources, target market, and of course, money. Have fun, reduce overwhelm, and grow your profits with the Idea Incubator. Okay, and we're back, but we've lost Laura. <laughs> That's what you get when it's live. <laughs> there she is. So, okay, so here we go. Um, there, there are all sorts of questions and comments in the chat room. So I'm going to try to capture cool. these. Uh, a couple people have said, even though they don't live in North Carolina, they want to go and shop there now. Um, <laughs> and they're Totally. Come on, I'll take you. Wondering what, uh, for example, Taya is asking, I'm wondering what HT's official brand is. How do they talk about themselves, their mission, and, and their mission in marketing? Could you, could you Let me that? tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about the way about Heritier's position here, okay? In our area, we have a locals chain in the Western North Carolina section that is um, they're called Ingles. Um, they are very. Uh, I wouldn't say they are the, the lowest cost. We have some that are even lower positioned in terms of cost, um, but those are the bag your own, ring yourself up kind of of um, places. And it's basically you go and whatever they have, that's what you got. They don't stock the same stuff all the time. Um, Ingles is like the next step up, and they are also very, um, pretty strongly, I think, positioned on price. Harris Teeter is, you're going to find those in the more affluent sections of town, and, and the interesting thing about my area is there are, like, these two pockets, and they're very close together, geographically speaking, and Harris Teeter is, like, smack in the middle of them. And on the one side, you've got these all this, this downtown area. It's very creative and cool, but populated by people who are severely cash hampered, like me. And then on the other side of Harris Teeter, there's this deep pocket of truly, truly wealthy people. And those folks are really like the A plus avatar for Harris Teeter, you know, in terms of their branding. Um, they do not compete on price. Um, they have a um, their store brands are. Probably equivalent to, um, like, if you went into Ingalls, they're, like, mid-level brands mm -hmm. in terms of cost. Their right. store brand is about equal to the middle level of Ingalls. So, yeah, they're about uh, my very unscientific approach, uh, having compared prices at both. They're about 5 to 15% higher overall um, in terms of, like, the total budget. Um, but for me... The, it doesn't make any sense to go into Ingalls because it's like five miles down the road. So by the time I get there in a cab, the difference in the cab fare would have made up whatever I saved. So that's why I go to Harris Teeter. That's why I used to go to Harris Teeter. <laughs> okay. Cause now, you know, in that whole no like trust scenario, I was like between no and like, you know, I knew them certainly. I liked them, but I was, there was no brand loyalty. Um, I was a little miffed at their pricing cause it was a little bit more. Um, and I felt kind of trapped by geography and the fact that I don't have a car. But now I have gone completely into the trust column because they have they have totally. I mean, even though I am not, and I know I am not their A plus customer, I know I'm not who they're targeting. They treated me and valued me as highly as those people in that other pocket on the other side of, of the And that's town. what makes, and that is customer service. You know, I Precisely. think it's a, it's a really important point to make that customer service is for all of your customers. I do see brands out there that very much cater to their A-plus, you know, avatar. But customer service is customer service across the board. And they have, and you know, brands that are able to successfully pull that off, 
they create brand advocates. They create people yes. like you that will be loyal yep. to them no matter what. Yep. You know, and exactly. I think before the break, you brought up a really important point that things like radical customer service and the ability for customers to talk and network on the internet, the ability to, for sites like Yelp and other review sites, it has created a customer market. We can and will choose where we want to go and why we want to go there. So that is awesome because it weeds out a lot of the bad and it gives brands an opportunity to be that brand for us that they might not have had before and be it not because they have tons of marketing, not because they have gazillions of dollars to pour into things for people, but because they go above and beyond with customer service and they win our loyalty. And so it's a great opportunity for both customers and for brands to do stuff yes. like this. I want to throw. Yeah, I wholeheartedly um, agree. I I want to throw out some more questions from the chat room. We got lots of discussion going on in there. We love you guys. And reminder. I'm so happy about yes, that. Yes, and awesome. reminder <laughs> that you know we do have a Facebook page, and you can go out there and talk about it. And we do answer. We don't like ignore people who talk on our Facebook page. <laughs> so Carolyn says the extra special service you got was reactive in the sense that you had a situation they responded to like a white knight to the rescue. Woohoo! While it's not always obvious or Literally. easy to respond that way, the opportunity was there for a smart business to jump on. Do you have any thoughts or suggestions for offering that type of service proactively, I love this, in the absence of a situation you need to rescue someone from? I Great you comment, from Carolyn. Yes. Exactly. And and what I was thinking about when I, I literally have, and I mean that literally, I'm a writer, I'm using that word correctly. I have literally been thinking about this ever since it happened. Um, and one of the things that occurred to me was just that dichotomy that you mentioned, the proactive versus the reactive. And I think they're both really important. You've got to have a plan to deal with the customer complaint or even the like my situation, just the problem that maybe isn't even your problem, but there's an opportunity for you to fix it. And then on the other hand, the proactive stuff that you can do from the get-go. And I think the key here is scripting your client's experience from the moment they come into contact with the concept of you and all the way through their interactions with you until the end. And, and then figuring out, okay, first of all, what is it now? What is that experience like now? And then secondly, how can I, in a budget-conscious way, because obviously we don't all have Harris Teeter's cash flow, you know? <laughs> so how can I, what that we did, how can I work within those parameters and change some aspects of, of how this client experiences, you know, the, the entirety of my brand? A really good example um, that I was thinking of, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Camilla Slim, who writes Escape from Cubicle Nation. I love her. love her mm -hmm. dearly. Um, she, has, uh, she has the best suggestions for, for stuff. Like if you need something on the web, and sh she'll have like a suggestion for you. Um, one of her suggestions that she gave to a lot of us, not just me, but uh, was for a candle shop called Xena Moon. I love this store. I have become such a fan of this store now. They hand make all their candles. They smell like nature on ecstasy, you know, not like the perfume crap. It's really good stuff. So they've got a very high quality. I knew she was going to laugh at that. <laughs> yes, nature on ecstasy. So um, it's it, they're just they've got a really high quality product. But the what they do whenever you order, even the smallest little tiny you know twelve dollar candle, which literally twelve dollars, um, they send you a book of matches 
that that has their brand imprinted on it. And I, I think that is so small and tiny, but genius, because what is the thing you know you need with a candle? You need a source of fire. And so they produce it in a way that's probably not that cost um, prohibitive for them. You know, it's just little matches and recycled cardboard containers with their logo on the front. But there's a way, I think, for all of us to take that approach and figure out, okay, what's our matchbook? What is our book of matches? Yeah, uh, what would make sense? That's so symbolic. Yes, exactly. It's, Provides it's not the just need. symbolic. It's also figure useful. Out, yeah. Right. Figure out the need of your client ahead of time. What is right. that need? What's that? You know, we always talk about pain points. What is your customer's pain point? Right. What can you relieve for them? So mm -hmm. for candles, your pain point is always going to be, dang it, where are the matches? I don't have a match. Where's that book of lighter? And yeah, so exactly. leaving that pain point. Yeah, it, it's and right. it's the little things, you know, we live in a world that that our needs are often overlooked by big brands. Our, our most fundamental needs are we feel like are overlooked. And so when a brand is able to provide for that need without you asking, with making it easy, that stands above and beyond. And it makes them, you know, it, it engenders that loyalty and trust. Yes. So that's exactly. excellent. We've here, got so many great questions going on. Here, Nicole? I'm gonna I'm gonna show you really oh, yeah. I can't you can't see it. I'll have to put it up later. It's one of my Monday mantras. I got them made into cards by a former guest, the game crafter. And the and they're not expensive at all. And the card says, Divas never work for free, neither should you. And it's got Maxine on there. I send this to my clients that I know, or p potential clients that I know struggle with charging people the right price. It doesn't cost a lot. It's a pain point I know they're going to have. And I've had clients say they set it next to their computer so that when they work on bids, they make sure they charge the right way. Because it's like me sitting there going, Darth Nicole. I am your father. I am your bookkeeper. Charge more. Yes. That's how I hear you in my head. Every time I put out a project, I hear Nicole in my head going, really? Really? You sure? Oh <laughs> it's true. But see, that's perfect because it's not something, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's crucial or mission critical. It can be something that just helps, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, with the cost of swag, what it is, there's really no reason why we can't do something like that, you know? Even if it's just a, a personal email, not a form template email, but something that's personal and, you know, directly targeted to that person and, and not about you but about them. I mean, there's some variation. Yeah, it would be great if we could all do the $8 stakes and the $5 gift cards, but we, we can't, okay? That's not really realistic for most of us. So um, I think... Whatever, and I'll be the first to admit, A, I'm not that perfect at this. I, I fall on this all the time. I really do, especially when I get busy. But now that I am busy, I think now is the time for all of us to start thinking about it. It's the best time. Um, and B, also, I don't have all the answers. I've got some suggestions. I've got a lot of questions. But I really just want to get the ball started rolling, and, and let's converse about this and brainstorm some ideas and see if we can all help each other out. That's it. Love it. Love it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> go, Laura. We have a couple minutes left, so go. Uh, woo! 
Um, now, Annie, I believe you wrote a post, a follow-up post about this I that is going to be to help us continue this conversation on another one of our former guests and uh, and colleague and friend of all of ours um, sites. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that and um, yeah. and where people can go so we can continue this conversation. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking about what's the most logical place to have this conversation. and. Immediately the answer popped in my head is Taya Sylvester's slow marketing site. So slowmarketing.org is the, I think that's it. I'm suddenly, I'm not yep. sure. I think that's it. Slowmarketing.org. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Woo, thank you. I'm better than I think. Okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> that post should be live now. And all it is is just the story and then some questions, um, what I just basically told you guys. But it's just a place for us to kind of get the ball rolling, I think, and and just start asking some of these questions and maybe putting some thoughts and, and some effort into the answers so that we can all, I think, not only help each other, but, but help ourselves, too, if without sounding too new agey. But, yeah, I think that's that's part of it, you know. We all have to support each other, which is the whole idea of this radio show to be, or TV show to begin with, right? Right, exactly. To help each other Exactly. Out. Yes, exactly. Such well. a great idea. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I always have a blast Okay, here. so – um, so we've got uh, just because we we have to wrap up, but just really quick. I know a couple people had said more ideas on how to keep it inexpensive. So go over to Slow Marketing, um, um, over to Taya's site. Uh, Annie has done a guest post. Um, you can brainstorm there. I'm thinking Annie, you may want to add this. Just my free advice. I know Divas never worked for free, but it's on the show, so it's marketing. Um, <laughs> it's different, yeah. That my advice would be, I think this would be a great service for you to offer, is spend 15 Ooh. minutes with Annie to radicalize your customer service. I, I would Agreed. like to. I, mean, I was I thinking the same really, thing. I had not ever, really, the, the topic was completely divorced for me from profit motive here completely. But I do love this stuff, and I do love working with clients to help, you know, refine their vision. Because nobody knows your business like you. But... By the same token, sometimes that objective third-party view is just what you need to get going and get and over the hump. I got to so do it. I think I, you're right. I've got one more card, and then I'll let Laura finish up. It's cheaper to keep a current <laughs> customer than win a new one. Treat your customers like oh, gold. Oh my God, that is so. And that's that fluffy. is so on point. Perfect. So you know, you might fluffy. say you you were focused on profit, but the reality is, the numbers support good customer service. That's true. Service. That's so you're actually growing your profit. True. Even there you go. Right. So. <laughs> Darth Nicole has spoken. <laughs> and if Fluffy thinks it's a go, then it's a go. I mean, Fluffy, <laughs> Fluffy only speaks the truth, obviously. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you, Annie. So wonderful being here. Yes. Let people know one more time again where they can see, where they can find you. Yes. Give them, tell them again you where they can find, find you. Find me quick. at absolutely. You can find me at anniesisk.com or at pajamaproductivity.com, and then you can find the posts that I wrote at Taya Sylvester's slowmarketing.org. Woohoo! Look me up. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks to everyone Thanks, in the chat room. Yep. We love Thank having you, you guys you. here. And remember, a great week. until next week, and next week we will be streaming, hopefully, fingers crossed, on iOS. So you can watch on your smartphone, hopefully, next week if you want. I know. Um, remember, we are your cure for business kryptonite. Bye, everybody.